Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Friends, I love this first reading that we have this morning. I'm not going to be preaching on it, but I just want to give you one encouragement. If you ever find yourself at the Cleveland Museum of Art, uh, on the second floor by the escalator there, there is one of my favorite paintings. Uh, it is depicting King David looking over the walls of Jerusalem, mourning his son Absalom, who has just died. The story that we just heard, and it is haunting. I find myself always standing before it, just so drawn in. So, make a field trip to the Clean Museum of Art. Go see that painting. So in the gospel, though, that we have today from Mark, we have these two unbelievably miraculous healing stories from Jesus. And one of the things that you're going to hear, this is just an aside, one of the things that you're going to hear throughout the gospel of Mark is this repetition of kind of two words. The word immediately, something is happening immediately, immediately, immediately. This happens, this happens, this happens. There's a lot of energy in Mark's gospel. Also, the word astounded or the word astonished. Thambeo in the Greek. They are astonished that no one has ever seen anything like what Jesus is doing, what he's saying, what he's accomplishing. These folks are astonished. So we've got this, uh, this hemorrhaging woman who is bleeding for 12 years, cut off from society, the life just slowly draining from her. You can imagine how awful that would be. And then you've got Jairus' daughter, a 12-year-old girl, a 12-year-old girl who Jesus brings back to life astonishing healings and miracles. I just want to focus in on one small element of, in particular, the, the story with Jairus. And I want to just ask a question. So this is what I want to direct our attention to. We hear this. While he was still speaking, people from the synagogue official's house arrived and said, your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher any longer? Disregarding the message that was reported, Jesus said to the synagogue official, Do not be afraid, just have faith. I guess what I want to ask just simply is, what did Jesus' exhortation to Jairus, what did it it mean in the concrete? Do not be afraid, just have faith. What does that mean? Like, be hopeful? Have have the right beliefs? (laughs) Like, what does it mean? What is he saying, just have faith? Because it seems as though this is a situation, right, that why trouble the teacher any longer? There was hope. She was alive. There's no hope anymore. What is he saying to him? Don't, do not be afraid. Just have faith. As I was asking that question, I was drawn in my imagination to pray with the scene. And I just see, picture this with me, right? So they, Jesus and Jairus, they're traveling with this crowd. They have the interruption with the hemorrhaging woman. But they keep making their way to Jairus' house. They're not yet there. So they're on the way. And this group of individuals come, they come from Jairus's house to inform him of the horrific news. I mean, those of you who have kids, imagine the horrific news. And imagine what this was like for this man. Probably just like this woman, expending as much as she could on doctors to try and be better. I'm sure Jairus exhausted all of his, like all possibilities before this moment. I'm sure he was reaching out to every doctor, every person in the area to, who had the technical knowledge and the medical means to try and figure out how to make her better. And I'm sure coming to Jesus 
must have been a last-ditch effort. Imagine what that was like for Jairus' wife in the home. Right? They're sitting there together with their daughter, watching the life ebb away from her. And he finally just, he gets this conviction, I'm going to go find Jesus. And he gets up and he runs out of the house. And imagine her, like, Jairus, come back. Like, what are you doing? Desperate, right? Desperate. Your daughter has died. Just picture him collapsing to the ground, heaving sobs. Everyone is just feeling awful for him. And I picture Jesus bending down right in front of Jairus. I see Jesus like meeting him eye to eye. And I see him just kind of placing his hands gently on either side of Jairus' face. And there's just, with this look of so much power and tenderness and compassion and love and authority, right, in Jesus' eyes. And he's gazing deep into Jairus' eyes. And I almost sense, like, I, have, I saw myself in Jairus' place, and I saw, like, it's like Jairus saw for, like, a fleeting moment, like, the Lion of Judah, this resurrection fire just glinting in Jesus' eyes. Like, there's something more in these eyes looking at me. And it's, again, like Jesus on the waves with the storm in the boat, and he says, be quiet. Right, just like the other day, he's saying to the possessed man, be quiet. These eyes are saying to Jairus, be quiet. Do not be afraid. Just have faith. And they stand up. And they turn and they start walking to Jairus' house. They're walking together. And I fr- friends, that's what I think right there. That's what I think it means, this exhortation to just have faith. I think that's what it means in the concrete. Just have faith. It's not just have the right beliefs, just be able to say the creed. It's, it's, it's an invitation to keep, to continue to let Jesus walk with you directly into the place of pain, directly into the place of fear, directly into the place of hopelessness. Because this guy that we're talking about, this guy who's walking with us, is the kind of man in whom, like, not even corpses are without hope. Jairus doesn't know that yet, but we know that. Not even corpses are without hope in the presence of Jesus. So we let him walk with us, even though it seems ludicrous. Like, Jesus, I will allow you to keep walking with me into the heart of darkness. I will keep letting you in. I will not be the one to determine when a situation is hopeless, when it's beyond remedy. Like if, you, if Jesus, if you want to keep walking towards this part of my heart, this part of my life, this situation that looks like a corpse, I will let you, even though it doesn't make sense to me. He's attracted to corpses, meaning... He's drawn to places of hopelessness. He's drawn to death because only he has the power over death. Only he can bring life where there was death. What are the corpses in you is the question this morning. There's little Jairus' daughters just laying in our hearts like these dead parts and he's saying, I want to go to that. We're like, it's just, I mean, that's so in the past. She's so been dead for such a long time. Let it go. He keeps walking, though. To just have faith translates, please allow me to keep walking with you. 
Please allow me to keep drawing nearer and nearer to your pain, your fear, your weaknesses, your wounds, your insecurities, all this stuff that's dead and feels hopeless in you. And just watch what I do. Two words, Talitha Ko'um. Little girl, I say unto you, arise. Amen.